Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,453. Make it your best ever. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from just a little north of me here in Washington State, Renton, Washington, John Schomer. John, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am strapped in and ready to go. All right, here we go. John is the producer of Wheels and Pedal Wednesdays, where he tells stories of a love of cars through Mixer.com Forza and Twitch.tv slash Forza. For years, John has been a writer, a photographer, a streamer, an online personality for Turn 10 Studios, makers of the Forza Motorsports series of racing games for Xbox 360 and Xbox One. He has written over 500 racing and car culture stories and innumerable car descriptions for vehicles that have come to the Forza games. He's interviewed the leaders, movers, and shakers of the automotive industry. I'm proud to say I'm going to be on his show next year, so we'll have some fun then. As a streamer, he's known for witty, engaging discussions, and deep exploration of what makes Forza games unique and fun. John's photographed at events including the 24-Hour of Le Mans, the Bathurst 1000, Long Beach Grand Prix, Formula Drift, Red Bull Rallycross, drag racing, and hundreds of car shows. So, John, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more before I jump into the questions about your life, your career, and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Very fortunate to do what I do. Uh, I've always been a car lover. I've yeah, I always loved Volkswagens and Porsches and motorcycles and anything with with four wheels. And when the opportunity came along to uh, actually engage in writing and uh, photography and be a car culture guy for Turn Ten, 
I jumped at it, and uh, it's something that has really been a huge part of my life for the last seven years. I've I've kind of become the online persona of John Iwana, where my life revolves around car shows and racing and talking to cool people, something that I've just really cherished over the years. No doubt. Now, I got to ask you, um, and those listeners, when you go to the Cars Yacht website and see pictures of uh, John Iwana here, uh, how big was or how long was the beard when you started this truck? <laughs> uh, when I started, I just had what I what you might call a soul patch or a flavor yep. saver. Um, and <laughs> I've always, yeah, kind of gross. I've never heard it called that before. Flavor saver. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. Yeah, and I've always, you know, since I don't grow hair up on the top of my head. Um, yeah, me I've, neither. Yeah, that was just uh, made up for it with uh, goatees or the occasional beard. But then a few years back, I just decided to go go full beard. And uh, when I shaved it off, we just stopped halfway right at at the goatee mark. And my fiance, Northwest Bunny, just decided to start braiding it. And then it just became this thing. I was like, that works. I I haven't seen that before. And I like it. It's kind of different. Yeah, it's been, I think that was almost four years ago now. Wow. Okay. There you go. Well, very impressive. Well, (laughs) as as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the tire smoking here on cars yeah so john grab the wheel uh years ago i worked with a guy named tj and we used to we restored boats and one of the parts of that process was uh laying many many coats of varnish tj was a really talented skilled craftsman and his advice to me was make it your best ever and he was referring to that coat of varnish as you know make every coat of varnish your best ever and it will always improve Uh, So that simple quote of make it your best ever, I apply to just about everything that I do. And uh, hopefully it turns out that way. You know, I like that saying. It reminds me of the Japanese Kaizen, uh, constant, never ending improvement, uh, that you're always trying to be a little bit better. And also you're doing the best job possible. Uh, We all wish that that one time we might have gotten our car back from a detailer or maybe a, a mechanic and it wasn't quite done right or it's dripping a little oil. It's like, why didn't you make this? like your best one ever Mm -hmm. instead of kind of going halfway there. So there's always time to make it right the second time. So why not take the time the first time? So certainly, uh, certainly we all fail sometimes in that attempt to make it our best ever. But if you, if you keep that up front of mind, hopefully your process is always improving. Exactly. How about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Oh yeah. This actually happened before I was born. My grandmother has told me the story of her trip across the country in a 1965 Volkswagen Bug to be there for my birth innumerable times over the course of my life. So that process started as she drove that car across the country with a bad starter and a 13-year-old girl in the passenger seat in a rocking chair on the roof. <laughs> and it's, it's affected me always. Uh, so that's kind of where it starts before I even came into this world. Wow. Well, I have the visions of the Beverly Hillbillies a little bit <laughs> with Granny up in the rocking chair, but uh, that's quite a story. Yeah. Uh, my mom has a few of those she's reminded me of that uh, things that she spent many hours dealing with revolving around me. I think it's part of the guilt trip or something like that, but uh, I understand. Nice story. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you face. I like to bring this up, not so much to bring up something that might have been not so fun for you, but more about what was the learning lesson there and how did that experience help you gain even more momentum as you came out on the other side in a positive way? 
So the place that I live now where I have the Johnny Wanna Garage, I bought this place, was really excited about it. I'm right down by the Cedar River. I did some research on, you know, to make sure that, you know, flooding wasn't a concern. But it turns out that despite that research, that the first year I lived here, the there was a flooding problem that took place. And my property ended up flooding two two times, despite being in constant contact with the city of Renton, King County, and telling them, hey, this is a problem get on it. Um, and they dawdled and dawdled and dawdled until it actually happened. The failure there was that, you know, maybe I didn't do enough research or maybe I rushed into things a little bit too much. But the lesson that I learned was that if you really, especially when you're facing a, a huge institution like government, that you've really got to put your put your, your strong foot forward and stay focused on them. I did a global e- email campaign. I got on television. I never let up on contacting the people that were involved. And in the end, after the tragedy of the flood happened, I've gotten a huge grant from the, from the state for the city of Renton to fix the problem. I won some money in a, in a, in a settlement. They've act, been actively taking care of the problem. And it's and it's been a huge success in in the end, you know. That now that they're actually addressing it, so kind of that's the long, the long story. It's amazing when you put a little pressure. And nowadays we have this wonderful, sometimes wonderful, sometimes it's not. But I'll I'll say wonderful in this case, social media platform now where we can make a voice. You think about not too long in the distance, all you could do is go down to city hall and yell at the guy across the counter who kind of rolled his eyes and said, "Well, I closed in three minutes. Sorry." I'm back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can do things, and it's not easy, but you can do them. And I'm sure this journey that you took is a great, valuable lesson for others that you got to have some stick to itiveness and grit. I guess is a, is that the right way to say it? Oh yeah, I mean you you can't expect to just tell somebody there's a problem and expect them to deal with it. No, you've got no. to keep it at front of mind, and you got to keep the pressure on. And you've got to you got to up your game to try to face those people because they have a lot of stuff on their plate too. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I love the fact there's some folks like we have, oh, well, like a lot of cities have uh, some challenges with, uh, they like to call it homelessness. I call it drug abuse, but up in Seattle with uh, real problems with people on the streets and so forth. And there's some people I follow on Facebook that have done a tremendous job of, of putting this in the forefront and trying to show other people the the problems that are really occurring here so that maybe something finally gets done. So I commend you for what you've done. It's it's not easy. I've had to deal with uh, some government issues myself. And oh my gosh, it can be so frustrating because you feel like people just don't care. It's important to you when your your house is full of water, right? Yeah. F- fortunately, the house itself never really got any damage, but the yard was flooded and my garage was flooded. And yeah, it really... It was, you know, it was my livelihood. So it was basically, you know, either watch that float away or do something about it. And flooding is terrible. When I was in college, I rented a house that you would never think would have had a problem with flooding. But down the street was a major storm drain. And it was Southern California where it hardly ever rains. And I remember that storm drain was constantly clogged with just debris and stuff. And I'll never forget looking at it one day. I was riding my bike and thinking, you know, if Water, if water ever had to come through here, it's never going to make it. And I called the city. They didn't do anything. And literally a month later, we had a weird freak 100-year storm. And the whole street flooded, including the garage in the house that I was renting. Thank goodness it happened while I was at school. My car wasn't parked in there. Otherwise, it would have been up to the door handles. 
But you would have never thought where this house was positioned, it could flood, but it did. And you kind of think, well, I told you guys, ah, flooding is horrible. It's it's the only thing I think worse is is fire. Yeah, forces of nature, right? Um, exactly. And yeah. I I used to have you know my anxiety went from being kind of a a normal level of anxiety to every time that it rained, I just oh, yeah. you know I woke up and it was one of those hundred years you know rain event years for sure. But it wasn't it wasn't the weather. It was a, a buildup of silt and a lack of maintenance on their part. So. Yeah, 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 we've seen it happen all over the place. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle, that first car in your life that had great meaning for you, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. I was very fortunate to, uh, when I was 16, I lived in Wisconsin. I came out to Seattle for the summers, and later in life and earlier in life, I, I when I lived in Seattle, I went to Wisconsin for the summers. So when I was 16, my grandmother helped me buy a 1971 Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. It was my uncle's car. I had uh, grown up riding in Carmen Gias with him and his wife. His wife had just gotten too close to the center line on 520 back before it was divided. And uh, it had some damage up in the quarter panel, uh, but it was red, which is, of course, the right car, the right color for a car. It, that was kind of gave me some trouble, but I, I loved driving that car. To drive that, that car as a 16-year-old um, who was always a Volkswagen freak, it was a part of growing up. Yeah. Well, you and I share something because I had a 67 Gia in high school and through college and uh, loved that car. Called it my poor man's Porsche. Uh, Took it all apart after I bought it, repainted it, fixed up the engine, put a bigger engine in it. Uh, Did all the things I could to make it as sporty as I could afford to do. But I've always wanted to go back. And I had a friend who had a a Louis Shefshik down here in Puyallup restore a Gia for him. Except that when I got in the car to take it for a drive to kind of go back memory lane, then I kind of went, oh, this thing is kind of slow. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't go as fast as I remember. Although he had a standard 1600, I had a 2110 in my car. So it did go kind of fast, but still not really compared to, you know, cars I have these days. So, but I love Carmagias. I love the cars. They're so beautiful looking, I think. You just don't see many around these days. Is yours still around somewhere? Um, I'm sure that 71 still exists somewhere. I have a 67 convertible in a garden nice. that's called the Gia Garden. It's uh it's now, mostly Wait a rock. minute. In the garden? In the garden. Yep, it's it's the Gia Garden. It's a 67 convertible that's been picked over. It's restorable and I have the title to it, but I bought it for a couple hundred bucks as a piece of yard art when I bought this place and uh-huh. uh now there's trees growing up through it and plants <laughs> in the Probably not going to get restored. No, if you could probably throw twenty thousand dollars at it and have a fifteen thousand dollar car, but I've 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 been down that road of restoring a lot of old Volkswagens many times, and I think if I wanted if I wanted to own a a Gia convertible, I'd probably buy one that somebody else already put the work into. That's the way to do it. Yeah. How about seller's remorse? Is there a a car you wish you still had that you've owned? Gosh, it was in the it was in the nineties. I had a Ford Econoline. F-250 van with big tires on it and, you know, a teardrop window in the corner. And I wasn't really driving it. And I, I looked in the buy and sell. I'm sure you remember the buy and sell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to pick that up every once in a while and, and find something that I could trade something for. And there was an ad for, for a Rover in there. And I was like, hmm, Range Rover sounds cool. But it wasn't a Range Rover. It was a Rover P6 or a Ro- yeah. Rover TC2000. The, the other Rover. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a, The guy lived out in Duval. It was a former show car. 
that had had a couple of bad valves in it. And his wife said, get rid of some of your rovers because he had like 20 of them. He wanted a big van like I had, and I wanted something cool to fix up. Uh, so I had that Rover P6 and uh, it was gray with a red interior. It was an amazing car. It was a car that when you drove it, you know, people would just fanatically wave at you and they'd pull you over and be like, I, I had one of these. You know, most of the time they were an English person because... Sure, yeah, not too many of those here. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen another one. And at, th- at that time of my life, I often, I tried to keep that car for as long as I could, but eventually it was just sitting outside. I couldn't find anybody to buy it because nobody knew what it was. Craigslist didn't exist at that time. And uh, I ended up trading it back to a dealer that I had traded many cars to. And I think I got a, a Saab 900 Turbo out of it, which was a great car. Um, but that Rover P6 would probably have pretty amazing value these days. Um, and it was that car that, that you'll just never see again. So that's why it makes that list for me. Yeah, they're just not around. You, you, I can't think of the last time I saw one of those. Maybe at All British Field Meet uh, up in Seattle or something like that, but uh, haven't seen one in a long time. Well, I'm going to be, um, I'm very proud to say I'm going to be a guest next year on John's show, Wheel and Pedal Wednesday. I'd love for you to share with our listeners more about what this show means to you, what it's all about. Of course, for those folks that listen to Cars Yeah all the time, I'll make sure I let you know when I'm on the show. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to actually uh, drive my orange crush uh, turbo up to your garage and we'll spend some time together talking about that. And before you tell us about it, you have an orange crush too, right? I do. Mine's with a K and then mine is, mine is, uh, it's not a Porsche, but it does have a rear engine. It's a 74 Volkswagen bug that I call cool. the street Baja. It's lifted on 60 series tires and has a real unique look. And that's, uh, that's another thing you and I share in common, I guess, is we both absolutely. have orange crushes. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, tell us about wheel and pedal Wednesday and what has you excited and fired up about what you're doing. So one of the things I was very fortunate to do at Turn 10 for the first six years I was there was write an article series called Heavy Metal Affliction. And in that series, we we told the world about a love of cars. And that was basically what it was about. It, it would feature that person's personal love of cars and and then one of the cars they owned. Now that people don't tend to read anything anymore, uh, it's a world yeah, of video. Yeah, what's with that? <laughs> it's a, it's a, a sad change in the times, I guess. But it's there's nothing we can do about it. And fortunately, Turn 10 still found some value in what I provide for them. And they said, you know, well, we're not going to have you do any more writing in that sense, but we are going to give you an opportunity to do a couple more streams for us. So I went from doing one stream to three streams. And one of those streams I was playing on a, on a simulator, uh, Wheel and Pedal Wednesday. I was just playing the Forza games on the simulator. But I really missed that opportunity to tell people's stories a friend of mine had done a great show and somebody said, that was a great set that you have there. And I said, you know what? I got to up my game here. I've got this great garage. I've got my own great cars. I've got a really great set of contacts and connections in the local car world. Why not do Heavy Metal Affliction live in my garage and tell those stories, you know, and show off cars? You don't see that really in the world of streaming so much. But mostly it's people playing video games. And that was about two years ago. And I've uh, had over a hundred guests at this point. We do a show once a week. My little garage studio has looks a lot better than the bare stud walls that I started with. And uh, we've had a lot of fun with burnouts and uh, telling stories and showing off cars for the Forza community. Well, it's very cool. And where can people go to find the shows? Are they yeah, on YouTube? or? Um, hopefully, Wheel and Pedal Wednesday will make it onto YouTube. At this time, it's a streaming endeavor. So you go to mixer.com slash Forza. That's the Forza channel. The show is every week at 10 a.m. 
and then it will usually it'll live on the mixer channel for about a month after that so you can look at past streams to see the other previous shows it's also on twitch.tv slash forza uh twitch is the much more well-known streaming venue that's been out there for years owned by amazon mixer is the microsoft version of that ah i got you now Recent guest you had on the show, which uh, she connected me with you, Jamie June and uh, William Howard were on your show, which is pretty cool. So we have some friends in common. There are some local Seattle folks that are really into cars. I, I love the fact that William has a Ferrari 458, I believe, that he has driven almost 90,000 miles or something like that. It's just incredible. Yep. It's just over 90,000 miles. There's really no sort of no no one type of car that I focus on on Wheel and Pillow Wednesday. A few weeks back, I had a couple of hot rods on the show. A week after that, I had a, a stance car. Um, a week after that was a Dirtfish rally car and a rally driver, uh, William and Jamie. So whether it's exotics, classics, tuners, trucks, so long as you're passionate about your love of cars, you're mm-hmm. a potential guest for me. Yeah, there you go. I love it. I think it's really cool. That's one thing I've learned about it interviewing so many people I've had here on Cars, yeah, is cars and our love and enthusiasm for cars uh, really transcend all the differences that we have in the world. And it doesn't matter what kind of car you have. I always say if it rolls on rubber, I love it. Mm -hmm. So uh, bikes, trucks, motorcycles, cars, whatever it might be. What else has you excited now? We're coming up on the new year here. Twenty, I can't believe 2020. How did that happen? What has you excited and fired up about the new year that's coming up? Well, there's some uh, some changes to my contract that are opening me up to more opportunities. It's continuing to push me to make sure that you know that Wheel and Pedal Wednesday and that the shows I do for Turn Ten are you know at their best. I hope to be expanding myself into a few new realms, um, maybe doing some some more videos, telling car stories, and then I'm. I'm taking a step backwards, which maybe it doesn't make sense, but I love writing and I love taking photos. So I'm I'm really reinvigorating my efforts to to tell stories in written word and to go out and take great pictures, whether the internet thinks that's the right thing to do or not. <laughs> there you go. Follow your passion. That is the secret sauce to a happy life. John, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yes sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com. Or call 
on a plan. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, John, we're back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I'm going to get into your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in your garage, manifested as a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would John be and why? You know, it's really hard to stump me. I've got an answer for everything, I think. But this actually stumped me, and I had to I had to mull it over. I had to make sure that, that I wasn't doing what you said to do, which is, you know, what would you want to be? Right. Uh, what are you actually? Um, but then in the end, my answer will is going to come out and sound like it's what I want to be. But uh, but then maybe I am what I want to be, and that's a Porsche 911. I would probably go back further and be in the air cooled era of Porsche 911s. And my reasoning behind that is because they can be a bit unpredictable. You know, lift off over steer in a 911 is is a dangerous thing. They're an approachable car. The design of that era 911 is timeless, and it does a lot of things well. And I think all all those little uh, phrases you could attach to the to the way I am. Yeah. Good answer. I love yeah. it. I'm glad I kind of stumped you a little bit too, because you know you always want to ask questions that aren't the same old thing. So uh, yeah, uh, that's an interesting question that a past guest of mine suggested that I ask him. He was he's an artist, and so uh, Harold Cleworth. Um, it's been it's it's generated some interesting uh, answers. A lot of times, though, people will say what they want to be, and I have to kind of push them a little harder. Some just won't be pushed. Nope, I'm just going to tell you what I want to be. So. I appreciate you thinking a little harder on that one. No. All right, we're 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 up to the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Porsche 911 throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? My dad often would tell me to sell my VWs, and I never followed it. <laughs> he just not like them? Uh, my da- well, you know, as... As anybody who's owned a lot of old cars knows, you know, it's a constant place to put money. And my dad has always been more practically minded and said that I should save my money and not spend it on all those cars. So that's why he would say, you know, sell your VWs, save your money. And uh, while I appreciate the advice, I'd never followed it, but it it is good advice. (laughs) Yeah, probably so. (laughs) Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? My enthusiasm for uh, cars and for what I do, and then the on- authenticity that goes along with that. Um, mm. You can't fake what I do. It's no, just, uh, it just no. comes out of me. Being true to yourself. I love it. How about a resource? Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, the Forza community is an amazing group of people out there. I swear, if during shows, I will ask the most odd questions where I used to do these clue threads about cars that were coming to Forza. And regardless of how vague i meant i would make those clues the forza fans out there would come up with the answers uh they're an amazing resource and once you get to know them they're an amazing group of folks now i know this may be a silly question but for those folks that aren't in that community but want to learn more about it where do they go 
You can go to ForzaMotorsport.net. That's our somewhat aging website. Any of the streams that we do on those channels I mentioned earlier, Mixer.com slash Forza or Twitch.tv slash Forza, you can watch the shows I do. Usually we'll have some engaging chat there with those people, and, and you'll, you'll see that there really are. Uh, you throw a question out there, and boom, they've got the data uh, off the uh, off the internet faster than you can say, oh, no. Faster than you can Google it. So Faster than you can Google it, yeah, or Bing it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, sorry. That's right. Mike. I'm sorry. I might have offended somebody here. No, my, no, well, no. see, my, my son works for Google, so I have to always support Google. It's part of the required living uh, conditions here. So uh, at any rate, but Bing as well. How about a drink? If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to uh, have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Now, this is another question that kind of stumped me. I've had the opportunity to talk with some of my heroes. I've had that meet your hero moment. And then I've, I've talked with some really awesome people, Richard Petty, Magnus Walker, lots of great people. But I had an opportunity to talk with Bruce Myers, the creator mm. of, the, of the Myers Manx. Yeah, Bruce is great. I felt a real connection to him. And I would really love an opportunity to sit down and talk with him in person again, just to kind of go over things and just talk to him further um, without the goal of trying to get a story out of him. Yeah, Bruce is a really interesting guy. Um, first car I ever drove was on a beach in Mexico. I was probably eight or nine. My aunt had a Myers Manx Doom buggy, and she let me jump in the seat and drive drive that thing. Um, and when I had him as a guest on Cars Yeah here, I think Bruce just has a way to connect with people. I had the same feeling with him, and. I ran into him at the La Jolla Concours. He had a car on display, his original uh, red car that he produced. And I sat there and watched him talk to people. And he's in his 90s now. I mean, he's getting up there. I believe he's, he's he might be in his 80s. Sorry, Bruce, if I'm aging you a little bit. But he's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And he just has a sparkle about him. He does. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really does. And uh, he's just a great guy. I'm so glad that I ran into him. He and his wonderful wife there at the La Jolla Concours uh, this past year. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should read? Uh, it's not a car-related book, or it is a car-related book. But a uh, long time ago, when I was much, much younger, I read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson. His approach to writing, that that gonzo approach to going out and experiencing something and then uh, – telling it in kind of a stream of consciousness manner is what inspired me to write about my own experiences and then has what is what has led me to be able to write the stories that I've written about people. Uh, so Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas, Hunter S. Thompson. Nice. There you go. I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that John has shared with us today. If I could speak clearly, I'd be doing a lot better. Uh, you can just go to the Cars yeah website and type John Schomer, S-C-H-O-M-M-E-R into that search bar and his name will pop right up. All right, John, we're up to the last question, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car to park in that garage of yours, but there are some rules to my game that might make this a little bit of a challenge. It's the only collector car you can have, so that means you got to get rid of the ones you have, unless one of those is the car you want to keep. The other one is you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here at Cars Yeah. And the last deal is you can't sell it to buy back your cars or a bunch of other cool cars with. You've got to keep this one. It's a keeper. So what's it going to be? Now, people have asked me this question, you know, in the past on streams. And this is my answer that I always come up with. The Volvo 850R wagon. What? Wait a minute. Of all the cars, that's the one you want. I, okay, why? Why? <laughs> I've got to ask why. So one of the things I think about when you think about having one car the rest of your life is it needs to do a lot of things. 
And it needs to be, to a certain degree, it needs to be practical. It needs to be affordable. I don't know when I'm 80 years old if I'm going to have a bankroll of money to take care of a Ferrari. Obviously, I'd love to have a Ferrari. But the Volvo 850R wagon has a great level of performance. It has great appeal. You can haul plywood in it. You can haul your family in it. It gets decent mileage. You can take road trips in it. You can drive it in any weather conditions. And I've always been a wagon guy. And I don't think that there's a much more beautiful wagon on the planet than the 850R wagon in red, of course. So that's that's the answer I always give because I've thought it through. So that's what it's got to be. Well, you're a practical guy, John. And uh, I appreciate you for being somewhat of a cheap date today as well. That's not going to be that <laughs> expensive. Most of the cars people choose on this show are very, very expensive cars. The gentleman I interviewed uh, right before our talk today chose a uh, McLaren F1. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I, was I a little I pricey. I can't argue with that. I mean, the, what an amazing car to have. But when, when he's 75 and still driving, I don't know if he's going to be able to drive that car very much. It's incredibly difficult to get in and out of. One service alone probably costs about fifty or sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I don't know. You called me practical, which is just about the furthest thing from what I am. But my answer, my answer belies some of my uh, true thinking. <laughs> yeah, your dad's laughing at me at that comment after his comment about uh, sell your VW. So, well, well, that guest I interviewed before we talked today it was Doug Atabit. He's a new record holder for the uh, Cannonball Run. So maybe that's why he chose the McLaren F1. It's a car that'll get you from coast to coast pretty darn fast. Uh, definitely without any plywood. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be some pretty expensive fueling costs. But if you give me the opportunity to ride in that car across the country, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Very cool. Well, John, you've taken us on a great ride today. Really enjoyed having you on the show. I'm looking forward to being on Wheels and Pedal Wednesdays with you. Again, I'll let my listeners know on social media when that will appear. And how you can watch us, it'll be sometime probably in the first quarter of 2020. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the guests, or the listeners, I should say, here on Cars Yeah. Could you uh, offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Volvo 850 wagon? Yeah, I'm going to quote Chris Cornell uh, of Soundgarden, and I'm going to say, be yourself, uh, because it's all that you can ever be. Yeah, very important. And what's the best way for our listeners, again, to learn more about you and Wheel and Pedal Wednesdays? Um, you can follow me as John Iwana on uh, Facebook. That's J-O-H-N-I-W-A-N-N-A. I'm also on Twitter or uh, Heavy Metal Affliction on Instagram is where you can follow some of my photographic work. And uh, I've always got links to the stuff I'm doing on those social pages. Great. I'll make sure I put all those links on John Shono's page. I would encourage you to follow along what he's doing. I think you're going to put a or he'll put a smile on your face. And I love the fact that you're uh, following your passion with writing the written word. I think it's so important these days um, that more people should be reading books and learning from that medium. I sure hope that they are. Listeners, again, you can find everything on John's show notes page here at the Cars yeah website. John, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your experiences, your expertise, and for sharing your life with the Cars yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. It's been a great pleasure. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me 
on the Cars Yeah TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!